Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The drama of the NBA draft will start with the fourth pick this year. The Colorado Avalanche are one win away from hoisting the Stanley Cup and the series is now heading back to Denver. And why one of the more surprising players in the draft could be an international prospect. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Trying to predict the top of the NBA draft can be a fool's errand, which is why we like to bring in the experts on this show. Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Big Board joins me now, and we had... A big trade that could potentially shake things up at the top of the draft. Jeremy Grant going from Detroit to Portland. So how do you see this impacting the top of the draft and potentially the trade market for other stars? Yeah, I think that, well, one, the Blazers, I'm an actual Blazers fan. They gave up a 2025 pick. Most people probably thought in order for them to get Jeremy Grant, they'd have to give up pick. In order for them to get Jeremy Grant, they'd have to give up the seventh pick, which for a Blazers fan, that's... um, I guess you can possibly move that pick for something else, another another legitimate star possibly. So I think that could have some implications in the draft. I think more so free agency because it sounds as if the Pistons are clearing out cap space. I think they may have like $56 million available, and it sounds like they're going to make a run for DeAndre Ayton. So um doesn't look like an Ayton draft day trade, which I thought was slim anyway, but I, I thought there was a possibility of him being moved on draft day. So the, the top, what could shake up the top, whether it's a move, whether it's just a pick that we go, whoa, wait, what? I think it starts at number two, honestly. I think for the most part, we all thought the draft was going to start at number four. But at number two, if it goes Bancaro or even Ivy, then I think that's going to cause a, a ripple effect. Then everybody's looking to see what Sacramento does. The rumors are that they like Keegan Murray and that uh, Jaden Ivy, even though he's the number four prospect on most boards, did not work out for them. There is some ties to his agency. He has the same agency as Tyrese Halliburton. And from what I'm hearing, the people at CAA did not like how the Kings traded Halliburton when he said he wanted to be there. And then CAA represents Jaden Ivey. And he's he's also said he hasn't had any contact with the Kings. So Mm. I think the big move could be if Sacramento understands that Ivy has value and there's teams that want him if they draft him or kind of dangle the pick around or if they just go ahead and select the guy that most people hear that they want, which is Keegan Murray. So I think it could be it could start at number two, but at number four, I think that's where the draft is really going to get tricky and interesting. This is also even though this was not the seventh pick in the in the Jeremy Grant trade. These are two teams that are both picking in the top 10 of this draft Detroit at five Portland at seven. So how does how does this change the way that they view, do you think, their needs in this draft going into trying to if, if that is like the deciding factor between two players? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I think it doesn't really impact Detroit. I think they're going to select an athletic wing, maybe like Benedict Matherin anyway. And I have heard some rumors that they may like Keegan Murray if he's available for Portland. I, I think that. Well, Grant can play the three and the four. Portland can look to add some shooting or they can look to move the seventh pick for a more established player like John Collins is the name that I've been hearing. But also you figure if Jeremy Grant only got a 2025 first round pick, then some of these guys that you're hearing could go for 
you know, at number seven, I don't know who really is available that has that type of value. So it's it's going to be interesting. And like we saw with the Christian Wood trade, he had good numbers, but Houston was only able to get the 26 pick and some Skittles and some Snickers and a soda for him. So uh, the, the value of players is, is really interesting, and that's what we're finding out in, in the past week. Locked On has draft coverage like no other network, and Locked On NBA Big Board is at the center of it. Rafael Barlow will be all over each pick with in-depth analysis, and every Locked On NBA show will be live tonight. Find your favorite teams, Locked On YouTube channel, and tune in when they go live. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, after a dramatic overtime goal, the refs weren't even sure it was a goal. The Avalanche head home, a win away from the Stanley Cup. You know how our friends at Built Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with the new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Not sure what Mud Pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this one. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. I tell you the truth when I tell you. I went to my cabinet the other day, and of all the things I could have pulled out, I had salty snacks, I had sweet snacks, all of my favorite snacks i grabbed the mud pie bar and was so happy i did it it was so satisfying it's unbelievably delicious for something that has 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories it does not make sense what built is able to do and yet they do it over and over with collagen protein that is more easily absorbed into your body stop drooling get to built.com and order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now you won't regret it. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable. That's House Oversight Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney. She also said the committee will not be deterred in its investigation into the Washington Commanders. This after more than two hours of committee questioning NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Maloney also said that she will be issuing a subpoena for Dan Snyder to testify at a deposition next week. The only way an owner can be removed from the NFL is if 24 of the 32 owners vote for him to be removed. The commissioner does not have that power as Goodell answered the question of whether he would remove Snyder. Snyder missed the hearings because he was busy on his boat in the south of France. Yeah, can't make this stuff up. If you wanted to push the superhero villain metaphor just to the maximum, it's right there for you. He made it easy. If this is an arms race and the only weapons are dollar bills, the PGA Tour cannot compete. That was PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan in a news conference on Wednesday ahead of the Travelers Championship. The Live Golf Invitational Series dropped a huge announcement on Wednesday that Brooks Kepka has defected to the Saudi-backed circuit. We welcome good, healthy competition. The Live Saudi Golf League is not that. It is an irrational threat, one not concerned with return on investment or true growth of the game of golf. That was Monahan's punctuating sentence to describe what is going on right now between the PGA Tour 
and live golf. Tony Siragusa, the NFL defensive tackle who became one of the game's biggest personalities and biggest players, died Wednesday at the age of 55, affectionately known as Goose. Siragusa served as a vital cog in the middle of the Baltimore Ravens' historic 2000 defense, which spearheaded the franchise's first Super Bowl title that same season. Teammates will remember Siragusa for his notorious practical jokes. The cause of Siragusa's death was not immediately available. And on the diamond, Isak Paredes is transforming the Tampa Bay Rays lineup despite his team falling to the New York Yankees. Don't look now, but the Tampa Bay Rays may have finally found themselves a power hitter this season as Isak Paredes homered in four straight at-bats over the last two days. He had three home runs yesterday and a home run today, and that gives him nine home runs on the season in under 100 at-bats, and he's already the team leader in home runs this season. Uh, that feat is also part of the history books as he is the first to homer in four consecutive at-bats in the majors since Jose Abreu did it in 2020. Here is another story you need to know. Once again, in game four, we needed overtime to decide a Stanley Cup final game in Tampa with the Lightning trying to even the series at two games apiece. But in overtime, the recently returned Nazem Kadri goes on a quick return play, splitting defenders and scoring what ended up being an anticlimactic goal because no one on the ice knew it had gone in. Joining me now from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli. And Chris, this was an overtime period that the Avs dominated. And Vasilevsky for the Lightning was brilliant. He just mm -hmm. wasn't ultimately enough. How were they able to turn up the pressure in the extra session? Uh, it's easier said than done, Pete. I mean, Tam Tampa's defense was incredible, and they had to be. Like you said, Avalanche were just attacking in the OT session. And they did at the beginning of the third period, really, to tie it up. And then Tampa really tightened up their D. But going into overtime, it was all Avalanche, and it, was, it had to be Vasilevsky on the call. And, and he was up for it. But it was one of those things where it's like, as well as the Avalanche are playing here in the OT session, that's the beauty of hockey. It doesn't mean anything if you don't get anything in the net. One small mistake and Tampa can go the other way. And you're right. I had no idea that puck went in. And then they just start celebrating. And I'm just like, I guess I'll celebrate too. Like, and then you just see the, the, the replay. Yeah, it seemed to get jammed in the, in the netting and the piping. But that that was a classic. That was a classic Stanley Cup final overtime. You couldn't ask for anything else. Both teams were were on the mark last night. That was great, great stuff. And, and as thrilling as the finish was, no one on the ice even knew that it had gone in, including Kadri, who who skated away and just sort of looked around like what happened. It, it was one of the more bizarre finishes yeah. you'll see to to any major sporting event. So. Yeah. Kadri's return in this game. This was a series that felt pretty even, but it is it is rare where a guy returns and then he is quite literally the difference in the game. Yeah. Is it is it that simple? Uh, for him, yeah. Like he, this is his first Stanley Cup, and he was not going to miss it. And it's not something where it's like, okay, if the Avs got to three wins and they just need that that final win, 
they put him in there so he can say he was part of like the Stanley Cup final team. He doesn't want that. He wants to play as much as possible and to come back that quickly from a broken thumb. And, you know, they, they, they modified his glove. So, it, you know, it takes a lot of the pressure off his thumb, but he was not taking uh, face offs. They, they were not. And he's one of their best face off guys. So he wasn't doing that. And I, I mean, you're watching him like a hawk and he seemed comfortable. He didn't really seem like he was laboring too much or favoring anything. And we should have known. We should have known that he was going to be the guy to end this thing. And yeah, he didn't know it went in. I saw Bo and Byram come flying in, kind of pointing like it's in. <laughs> and then everybody celebrates. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just so poetic for, for Nazem Kadri to get the winner. Listen to Locked On Avalanche as Chris Maselli and Kyle Sullivan cover the Stanley Cup playoff run every day on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube. One live NBA draft show, not enough for us on Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you can get notified when they go live on NBA draft night. Coming up, the biggest mover and shaker in this draft is an international prospect you won't believe. If you're a hardcore NBA fan, you have been consuming voraciously the mock drafts that are out there, but we know... Those mock drafts will mean pretty much nothing when the, when the draft rolls around because there's going to be moves. There's going to be players who go outside of the ranges that, that we thought they would go. So I bring back in Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Big Board. And when you look at this class and you look at the teams, there are some wildcard teams. To be sure, there are some wildcard players. Who is the guy you're looking at who we could hear his name called much sooner than maybe the the mainstream mock drafts are showing right now. I say Ushman Jang, the six eleven wing. He's he's actually French, but he played in Australia. I, I think he could be one of the biggest risers on draft night. I think that he is someone that some have him mocked as a, a late lottery pick, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if he ends up going in the middle of the lottery or maybe even a little bit earlier. Okay, what is the flip side of that? You know, we usually we think of these guys in the NFL draft, the guys that are that are sitting there looking at their phones all night, wondering when they're going to get picked. The Johnny Manziel's, the Aaron Rodgers, these are famous stories. A little, little less famous in the NBA, but it still does happen from time to time. Who who is a name that that is you know either an, an earlier mid lottery pick who you think eh, I don't know they could be there late teens, early twenties. Yeah, I mean, I think if Jang goes high, then one of the the wings that has, have been projected as a top 10 pick, whether it's A.J. Griffin, Shaden Sharp, maybe even Johnny Davis, one of those guys could possibly fall. You never know. Like last year, the Spurs selected Josh Primo. I think he was 12, and most people had him as late first round at best. And I think if there's a team that has a guy that they really like, like with Phoenix, with Cam Johnson a few years ago, they may not be afraid to to reach up and get him. I, it's it's unpredictable in a sense because I feel like between picks fifteen and thirty five, there's not much of a difference, and it's going to be basically basically like who a team likes. I don't think most big boards are, are that far off, and it, I even think between five and twelve, any of those guys that are projected in that range could go as high as five or, or as low as twelve. So, um. Like I said, it's going to be a very interesting draft night with a lot of moves. And I think there's going to be a lot of surprises also. We, we've already seen a couple and we know there will be more. There almost always are more. When, when you look at the teams 
at the bottom, the playoff teams. Is there one that stands out to you that goes, I think it would make sense for this team to be aggressive, to move up, to get one of these, whether it's either either late lottery or even early 20s kinds of guys who could impact their team right away, whether because of the upside or because they can they can play in year one. Yeah, I think that Denver could be a really big player on draft night. We've seen they've already acquired a pick. And so they may look to try to package, I think it's 21 and 30 to move up. Golden State, believe it or not, they could move their pick and, and try to, um, you know, dangle their pick and one of their young players to, to add another, you know, not, maybe not necessarily a star, but another impact veteran. I mean, um, Atlanta, I think Atlanta is, even though they were a playoff team, I think they're going to make some moves. Then you got the teams like the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Suns, and maybe even the Celtics that are looking to to buy in to the draft or, or move up. So uh, I, I would say Denver is the team that I, I expect to be the most active. Is there uh, another big name out there, potentially bigger than Jeremy Grant? We've heard... Um, you know, the, there are there are teams interested in guys like Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell is is a name that's been out there. Kyrie Irving, who knows what the situation is with with Brooklyn? Is there a name that you think could blow up this whole night? From what I'm hearing, John Collins is going to be moved. Mm. Just just have to find out where. Um, maybe OG Ananobi, Ananobi, he could be moved. I think the biggest one. The, the biggest domino that could change the landscape of the league would be Rudy Gobert. I know Chicago has an interest in him. I don't know what they'd give up, and I've, I've heard that Atlanta also. And Atlanta does have some young pieces along with the 16th pick that they could throw in that could possibly entice Utah. So those are the probably the biggest names, but it may be something that, that really surprises you. And finally, to celebrate or not celebrate, Houston Astros outfielder Jose Siri broke an 0 for 10 slump on Tuesday night by landing a solo home run on the Minute Maid train tracks. He proceeded to flip his bat and admire the long ball for a few seconds while the Astros lead over the Mets extended to six. After the game, Siri called the celebration an error, but then followed it up by tweeting, F that, have fun. The tweet has since been deleted, probably not when your home run extends a big lead even further, but for the most part, bat flips are awesome, I would say. F that. Have fun. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now make your second listen the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Coming up Friday, who won the NBA Draft? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.